Welcome to the Treble Health Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ben Thompson, audiologist and founder of Treble Health. This podcast is supported by treblehealth.com, the nation's leading telehealth service for tinnitus and hearing loss treatment. Thank you for being here on our podcast and make sure to subscribe to get our newest episodes sent straight to you. Let's get ahead with today's episode. Hi, everybody. My name is Dr. Ben Thompson, and I am here with the Tinnitus Relief Podcast by Treble Health. Today's guest on the podcast is Josh Motes. Josh is a bass player for a popular band called Trust Company and also a founder of the Indie Film Lab. Josh has worked around loud noise for many years of his life, and things changed for him when he developed tinnitus ringing in the ears. He went to his ear, nose, and throat doctor, and the doctor told him there's nothing he could do. Later, he learned that wasn't true, and in today's podcast episode, Josh will share some of his tips that he has learned along the way. If you have heard that message from an ENT doctor, or you have an interest in music, going to concerts, or loud noise hobbies, definitely hear what Josh has to say, and thanks for being here. Make sure you like this video on YouTube, subscribe, because that helps out our channel so much and leave a comment to let Josh know what you think about his story. Josh, welcome to the Tinnitus Relief Podcast. First of all, how did we get connected? Explain that story a bit and then we'll go into your message uh, for those who have tinnitus and how your experience as a musician has shaped your story. Yeah, man. Hey, thanks for having me on here. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've had tinnitus for a while. Um, but I was officially diagnosed about a year and a half ago and, um, you know, just searching online, looking for answers and what's out there and what, what can help. And I, I found you and just listened to your podcasts and your, or your interviews. And it just really helped me understand that there's more people out here with this. And, uh, you know, I was, when I was diagnosed, they asked me during the hearing exam, if I worked around loud machinery and I was like, no, you know what, what do you mean? And immediately was like, okay, it's the snare drum from the band I was in, like, you know, the cymbals and just the guitars and everything. So my background, I'm a musician and uh, that didn't, that didn't help because there's, you know, no information about that out there. So we got connected just because I'm searching for answers. And tell us about loud noise as a musician from the concert goer perspective from the audience perspective and then from the musician from the band perspective are we paying enough attention to hearing health in those environments absolutely not um absolutely not i look back at i mean you know we're constantly learning right but uh, as a society we're learning like what's harmful what's not it takes time i mean you know the whole just chemicals that we're around every day and things like that but I don't think we are not paying enough attention to it for sure. hundred percent because um, I, when I watch bands now, I'm like, no one has ear earplugs in. No one in the audience has earplugs in. Occasionally I'll see like a drum demo and he has earplugs. I'm like, good for you, but there's not enough information out there from the concert goer. They, they I, I feel like every concert concert has the duty to provide ear protection in these things. If you're standing next to, the PA in the front row, you're going to get a different experience than if you're in the back or if you're in the middle. Usually the PAs are kind of on the side. And if you're standing in front of that, you're going to get destroyed the whole show. And the bigger the festival, the bigger the show, the bigger those speakers have to be. So it's just, you know, it just has to, we have to kind of be aware of that. And as far as being a musician, no one talks about it. All the bands I've been around, everything, no one even really realizes the consequences of 
practicing in a small space or playing these live shows where you have these monitors blaring at you constantly. Yeah. The thing about hearing and loud noise exposure is that the effects usually are not immediate. Most often playing loud shows for a number of years, it won't do that much to you in the moment, but it has a delayed effect for the cells in your cochlea, your hearing organ. They can be affected from loud noise exposure. And typically that results in things like an earlier onset of hearing loss, or you go get a hearing test and they say, Hey, have you, have you been around a lot of loud noise? We're seeing a certain kind of result on the test, which is called a noise notch, meaning a certain frequency or pitch region, like a few keys on the piano. You have a harder time hearing those sounds. You need more volume from that note to hear it. And uh, the hearing test shows that, but really that happens slowly over time based off of years of repetitive loud noise exposure from your case, correct? Yeah, absolutely. That was exactly what happened to my hearing test. It was like a dip in like the higher end frequencies. And uh, she was curious why that was there because she's like, you're not quite full on where you need hearing aids. You don't have a lot of damage, but you're in the safe zone. But still, there's enough to that she noticed. So absolutely one of the causes of your tinnitus, because usually there's multiple at the same time, one of the causes or factors of your tinnitus was hearing loss from loud noise exposure, what we would call noise-induced hearing loss. Can you explain the backstory of when did your tinnitus first begin and what kind of tinnitus did you experience over the years as a touring musician? You know, I, I feel like I've had it for a while because in a quiet room, I'm like, hey, what is that? You know what I mean? Like if I'm in a super quiet space, I can hear like a little, I was like, what is that? And then I would get these spikes of it where for a few seconds, like 10 to 15 seconds, it would get really loud in one ear. Um, and this happened in both ears. It would get really loud for 10 to 15 seconds. And I'm like, what is that? And it just goes away and it'll go away for a couple of weeks and do it again. I'm like, what in the world? So I didn't really know what that was. I didn't even research it. You know, I was just like, oh, okay, that happens. Um, you get used to it. And then um, over time, I'm starting to hear it more and more and at night or, you know, and I remember this one event I went to, the bands were playing and I was really close. And that night it got real bad. Uh, of course, after a, an event, you hear ringing them. That's just common. But the next day it didn't go away and then it slowly got better. And then it stayed and it was just at a low volume, but it stayed. And um, that's when I went and got checked out. But it was a slow, like you're saying, it was a slow, like notice, you know, it wasn't like overnight. It was just slowly creeping up and creeping up. And I'm like, well, I need to get this checked out. And then I realized what I had. And then, you know, but the doctor wasn't much help, man. That's the part that was really discouraging is he never said anything like, Hey, um, you know, you can meditate, you can do sound therapy. All the, none of that was explained. It was like, Hey, get used to it and, and learn to love it. And I was like, what? And that's when I found you. So, and was that your audiologist or your ENT doctor? ENT. Mm -hmm. okay. That's a common story. And probably mostly it's from just lack of education. They, they, they haven't had the experiences of guiding people through the habituation or the recovery process from for tinnitus. Because even though you have a hearing loss, tinnitus, neurologically speaking, can improve through, through the brain. So the hearing loss is not going to get better. There's no way to cure that kind of hearing loss, right? But 
tinnitus can get louder, it can get softer, it can spike, it can improve, it can habituate. And that's probably the missing piece that part of my mission to share that information with ENT doctors, because you're definitely not the only one who's experienced that. So, So what did you do next? And what did you find either as comforting in terms of success stories or helpful in terms of techniques and tools? You know, I think the main thing that helped me was just realizing that other people had it and other people were dealing with it. It was like, okay, I'm not like the only one on the whole planet that has this. And according to a lot of things I've read or heard that mine might not be as bad on a normal, like everyday level, it does spike, you know, at times I've noticed if I'm eating, you know, more sodium stuff. Like I feel like MSG maybe call sugar. I'm not sure, but I've noticed like the days that it's really bad. I've eaten at this particular restaurant, you know, like that I frequent. I'm like, every time I eat there, it's louder at night, which I don't know if that has anything to do with it or if I'm just going crazy, but I feel like MSG maybe has effect on it. But yeah, I, I think what's really helped is just honestly, I mean, shameless plug, but finding you and just saying like, okay, there is things you can do. Um, my anxiety level was already high my whole life. Like, you know, I've already, already have anxiety. So I've learned to deal with the anxiety part of life and adding this to the mix. It's like, I'm already kind of on the path of like staying calm and it's really helped, but hearing your, um, your interviews have, have helped and just knowing that I'm not the only one that's, I mean that in itself. And I'm like, okay, okay, I could, I can deal with this. And and then in perspective, I mean, I, I see people, you know, that have way worse and I'm not downplaying time. I'm just saying like, I see people who have died of cancer that are my age and, or who have lost a loved one or a child. I'm like, I'm, I'm okay. I'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Josh. And how loud would you rate your tinnitus from a one very soft up to a 10 very, uh, very loud scale? How loud is it on average? So I don't have anything to compare it to because I can't hear what other people are hearing. But what I can do is I can I know when it spikes. And when I say it spikes, I would say that's a 10, like a nine or a 10. Like it's like it almost throws me off balance. There was a day that threw me so off balance that I like had <laughs> tilt my head and I was like pulling on my ear. I was like, this is crazy. So if that's a 10, I'm probably at like a two to three. Understood. So Understood. And, and I would say that kind of tinnitus level of that consistency, like one, two, three range is pretty common for patients who have um, a, a notable hearing loss or notable loud noise exposure. And however, sometimes the tinnitus can get louder from that baseline. Sometimes it can actually improve and the baseline itself can shift uh, in a positive direction. So both are possible. And we've talked about, you know, some, some reasons which might spike tinnitus, like going to a loud concert when I have tinnitus and not using earplugs that certainly has spiked other people's, although it's not something that one has to completely avoid. And I think that's the nuance of this is there are strategies and ways to manage this so that you can still do the things you love, even if they're around loud noises, but strategically use the right kind of earplugs, hearing protection. And just in your case, um, what are you focused on moving forward in terms of loud noise, in terms of hearing health, and being resilient, being proactive in taking care of your ears so that um, the two or a three remains at that level, or hopefully better? Yeah, um, I buy 
earplugs like crazy. I have them in my car. I have them everywhere I go. If I go to even just the other night, I went to my son's um, band concert. And he's, you know, like starting to play trumpet and things and like that. And we're at this big event and um, I wear them. I wear them at in movies. Sometimes I've, I've worn them. I kind of like really pay attention to it now. You know, anything I do that is close to anywhere near loud, it's like earplugs, like anything. Um, so I'm really really aware of sound now more than I ever was before. I'm like, I can't let this get worse. So I'm constantly wearing earplugs. I mean, I've, I've worn earplugs at a, those trampoline parks where they jam music. I got earplugs in like, it's not, it's just loud enough to where I'm like, I just don't, it like hurts now. Like, you know, I'm thinking about it too much and I don't, I don't not enjoy wearing them. Actually, it's calming to be like, kind of like, Ooh, although I can hear my tendons tend more with them in, it's kind of a calming, like, I know I'm not damaging my ears more. And we're about to kind of start playing some more shows. Uh, we have a couple of or a festival coming up and I'm going to have earplugs and I might even have the big ones on. Like I'm, I'm like, I might what even instrument do you the, play? What's that? What instrument do you play? I play bass guitar. So, but I'm really tight with the drum. Like I'm, I would stand probably closer to the drummer, like in practice, I'm, we're, we're right there. So I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm getting like hit pretty hard, but we all are. But um, even if I wear the big ones, the big cans with their plugs in, I might even put a sticker that's like, you know, be tentative aware. Like, uh, like, because if people knew what you do, what you deal with once you have the damage, you'd be very, very like, Oh, you know, you'd be like, oh, I probably should wear earplugs to this yeah. concert. Have you ever tried uh, in in ear monitors for musicians? The custom earplugs that have the the routing through it. I know there's that might not be accessible for all kinds of setups, but at least like custom earplugs. Have you tried those mm-hmm. before? A few dudes in the band have it. A few, a few of the guys um, had a molded. I didn't. I didn't like the way it sounded. It sounded like I was listening to like a really crappy CD instead of like hearing all the sound. So I would rather have a more muted sound than a, like a really clear sound. Um, if that makes it weird. I mean, I play bass. So I want to hear the lower frequencies. So like we can cut out some of the higher stuff. So, but yeah, I've seen that they make those and I'm um, always curious, but the ones that weren't molded that I wear, I didn't really care for so much, but yeah. Excellent. Well, Hey, if anyone's watching here on YouTube, if you're a musician and you have any ideas for Josh here, bass guitar player, still wants to hear the crowds that wants to hear the sound wants to hear the bass, especially, but uh, most importantly wants to protect his ears. Uh, leave any comments below and Josh, you have any questions uh, for me here as we're, as we're chatting about loud noise exposure, sound, music, hearing loss, tinnitus, anything that you want to ask. And then we'll uh, wrap up this podcast episode. Yeah. I mean, I would just like to know how I can make it better besides what I'm already doing, which is pretty much, you know, sound, I wouldn't say therapy because that's probably not what I'm actually doing, but just drowning it out with other softer sounds um, that's not causing like ear fatigue, you know, something that's super soft or white noise is annoying to me, but brown noise, I, I don't know if it's any different, but I stumbled on some brown noise. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but I was like, that's soothing, more soothing. And at night I have a fan on, like I have the ceiling fan on that really helps things like that. But I don't know. I would love some, maybe we just, yeah. So tell me, tell me about uh, your day to day. Are you working in an office setting? It looks like, um, like, are you at a computer most of the day? Are you indoors most of the day? 
Um, I would say it's a good mix of indoor, outdoor, and I'm not really in front of a computer all day. Um, I kind of, I got sick of that. So um, I'm kind of, I'm up walking around in an office. I am outside a lot. I will say outside is the best. Outside is so great for tinnitus for me because I don't hear it when I'm outside. I hear everything else, but I don't hear it. But when I'm inside, it, I can hear it enough to where I'm like, I should, I would like to be outside right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can comment on a few things. Um, number one is protecting your hearing, right? You're already doing that pretty well. Having custom earplugs can be helpful even when you're not playing because you can have different filter strengths so that you can say, okay, in this situation, I want 10 decibel reduction. In that situation, I want 25. And you can just change out the filters and have the same device in and they can be pretty, uh, pretty sleek and that's something that you would get a custom ear mold from a local audiologist. And then you can order these kinds of devices through um, different companies that the audiologist can help you with. So that would be a good option to have that. I've owned a pair of those earplugs for like six years. So they do last a long time. The second piece would be when you're in quiet indoor places, having sound therapy in the background. So uh, a good quality speaker or a good quality sound machine and just having that on at a low level playing sounds like brown noise or some or a similar type of sound pink noise okay when we when we program sound therapy for those who are looking to uh, go on, work with us for the treatment of tinnitus it's often with these devices on the ears called tinnitus maskers and that provides the sound therapy treatment where inside of the devices there is a low level brown or pink noise that's played all the time and that helps retrain the brain so you can do a more basic version of that yourself by having speakers in your indoor working space set at a low level. You can buy a sound machine that's specifically dedicated to that, not Bluetooth, just press a button and it's playing soothing sounds in the background, as well as just trying to avoid silence indoors during this period of time when you're trying to retrain the brain. Uh, And then the last piece of this important triangle of, you know, protecting your hearing, using sound therapy, and then the other piece of it, which is the more mental, uh, mental, psychological, emotional piece of it, is just have careful thinking uh, and restructure certain negative or unrealistic thoughts about tinnitus. So, um, you know, if you're having thoughts like "I'll never adapt to tinnitus," "I'm really this is always making me suffer," "I'm never going to be at my best," "My entire life is ruined because of this," actually, just recognize you're having that thought and replace it with realistic, careful thoughts like, "Hey, people can and do adapt to tinnitus." And there's a high probability that I will too. And that tinnitus is not life-threatening, which you had mentioned, you had alluded to earlier. The brain can adapt to tinnitus through this process called habituation and how that's usually a a gradual process that occurs in stages. And just coming back to those facts about tinnitus, accepting it is not approving it. You don't have to make friends with it. You don't have to really be positive towards it, uh, but just trying to be more Uh, more realistic and with your thoughts and research has shown that when you do all of those at the same time, consistently protecting your hearing, using the sound therapy in quiet spaces, plus having those realistic thoughts about it and just being on that kind of a daily reminder to yourself that can really help turn the corner and improve what's happening to you maybe by 50, 60%, you know, so that those are my initial thoughts. And, And the good thing is I think that applies to all people who are dealing with bothersome tinnitus. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you because when I first kind of had, you know, figured out that I had it, I kind of self-diagnosed. I was like, I think this is what this is. 
And then I went in and, you know, he was like, just basically there's nothing you can do. I was like, there's always something you could do. And, um, and then when I found your channel, I, I realized, you know, if I can just focus on the positive and not think about like, this is life ruining because you hear, you hear horror stories and, but those are, you know, one in a million. I mean, that's going to happen with anything. But if I see that there's a group of people that have, you know, helped themselves doing this and thank you for, you know, speaking out about it, I feel more, I feel more apt to like use a platform to help people. Like if we're going to go on tour, I might have a pamphlet that will be at the merch table. It's like, Hey, like protect your hearing during these shows. Like I want to get on board with that. Cause I know like it, if it, you know, it can be bad, it can be real bad. If they don't know it can spiral out of control and, and, but getting a hold of that before you spiral out of control is huge. And that's where I, when I found you is like right at the point where I was like, okay, how bad is this? And I realized it's, it's not, it's, I'm going to be fine. It's great. You know, I'll, I'll make it work. Yeah. So well, thank Well, thank you, Josh. Uh, for yeah. anyone, for anyone watching on YouTube, please leave a comment below. If you have a question for Josh, I'm sure he'd be open to answering that. And if you have a question for me too, let me know, like, and subscribe to our YouTube channel here, Josh, thanks for coming on to the tinnitus relief podcast. You take care and hope your music festival uh, is a big hit. Hey, thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me on here. Appreciate yeah. it. Take care. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. This is your host, Dr. Ben Thompson. If you have two minutes, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a five-star review on the Apple podcast platform for the Treble Health podcast. Thank you for your time. And if you need any services for tinnitus or hearing aids, please head over to treblehealth.com and our team of expert audiologists will be able to help you via telehealth. Have a great one and see you soon.